Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I've got here with me Carolyn Thomas and Olivia Blackie. How you going girls? Really well, thank you. <laughs> Good thanks. <laughs> so we're right in the middle of our The Commands of Jesus series and last week we were talking about bitterness and, and offence and we didn't quite finish that topic so we're going we're gonna to keep on with that today. Carolyn, do you just want to quickly wrap up? Um, yeah, we just we looked at Matthew passage where Jesus talks about that, you know, you were taught that don't murder anyone, but I'll tell you that even if you get angry with your brother, you'll be um, subject to judgment. So we're talking about, um, you know, not not um, having anger that you're actually um, holding on to where you're building resentment and starting to speak contemptuously about a person. Um, then we looked as well about just how um, the Bible says in your anger, do not sin, so we need to be careful um, when we're angry, you know, it's all right to have the feelings of anger because emotion, you know, as God created emotion, it's neutral, but it's what we do with it. So we need to be careful not to sin and we need to make sure that we take it to God. Um, yeah, and, and because, um, you know, if we do hold on to anger, it actually gives Satan an entryway into our lives. And so we need to be careful of that because it's going to affect us and, and cause problems with us and our relationships. And then also just um, the, the word also says don't let the sun go down on your anger. And again, that's talking to that of not holding on to it for too long, dealing with it quickly. Um, and so I think what we're going to um, kick off with tonight is just looking at some scriptures of maybe how, you know, what we should do with anger, getting rid of anger. Yeah. All right. So Psalm 37.8 says, Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just the words that I'm looking at. Refrain from anger. That's a, it's an action, isn't it? It's like you need to choose not to go that route or not to pick it up. You know, something might come that that gives you the emotion where you feel angry quickly. You know, it just flares up, but then you need to choose to to not pick it up and take it further and nestle, you know, nestle it or nestle it, <laughs> nurse it, nourish yeah. it. <laughs> Um, and then the, the second part that jumps out to me there is do not fret I mean if you're fretting it's where again it's that nursing it's going over and over chewing over something I think that's what's fretting to me implies you know you're sort of busy with it all the time so don't go over and over in your thoughts because as you you know you hear, heard that says it leads only to evil so the more you're going over and over in your thoughts the more you're going to end up stepping into sin yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like what you're saying about refraining from anger because you know um, just, you know, a situation can come up and then we've got that choice like you sort of feel it in the background of your mind I'm like I have the choice here it doesn't bother me that much but I could choose to be really frustrated and angry about it and it's like our maturity level of <laughs> are we going to step into I'm going to let it go <laughs> or yep. step into oh, I'm so frustrated <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've been um, dealing with that a lot lately. That the scripture that's just I've been, you know, having to tell myself that, that is there's a scripture that says um, love overlooks an offence, mm-hmm. um, because like you say, there's things where you have the choice to be in, and and there's some situations where, you know, there's lots of little things that um, a person might be doing that I could take offence at, and because I'm dealing with a situation that I know what I'm dealing with and what my big picture is outcome. I'm really choosing that scripture. I'm having to, each time there's something I'm saying, okay, love overlooks an offence, so I'm going to choose not to take offence at this. 
Um, you know, and it is a little thing that I can actually choose to just let go. Um, but as you say, Lena, I could choose to pick it up and, and then if I add them all together, the cumulative effect is, you know, um, and I'm yeah. having to consciously choose to just push that aside. Yeah, I like how you say the bigger picture mm. because, like, when you think about it, if you're holding all this anger kind of in you, you're just so inward drawn, yeah. like, so inward focused and yes. you just lose sight of the whole bigger picture like yeah. is this worth fretting about is this yeah. worth yeah. going over about like I know at times I've started getting frustrated about things and I've just had to say god I need a new perspective I really need to just see this in a different light I need to see this in a different picture yeah so, and that's not a clown yeah. that's just entered the room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the horn that's in his face <laughs> don't know what that weird thing is but anyway um yeah no that's really good it's just yeah choosing and that bigger picture and and, you know you girls as you're stepping into leadership as well and in leadership and running a church as well you have plenty of occasion over the years for you know um, and dealing with people there will always be offenses that come um, and if you take pick them up and take them every time you just wouldn't last long in the ministry you can't yeah. And that, that's what I was referring to, the bigger picture. You actually know where you want to see this person and where you're yeah. trying to get them to and whatever. And so sometimes that's part of the strategy where you just have to, you know, because the enemy will try and energise it and he'll send all these things and to try and alienate you from the person and you've just got to have that maturity and that bigger picture in view um, to just, you know, it's like having a keep throwing a tantrum and you're just holding them tight and saying, well, you know, debating yeah. and hissing and spitting and I could take offence, but I'm just going to hold you tight like a kid having a tantrum because I know what's best for you and I know where we're going to get you in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ephesians 4:31-32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Again, and I mean all these scriptures, you're going to see the same sort of words again, that get rid of, it's action, choice, and, and again it puts the onus on us, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it yeah. doesn't matter what's been done, you still have to choose, and it's like I've said before, you know, God's like, it's like you saying to your kids, I don't care what everybody else is doing. This is how I want you to behave. And God will sort out that everybody else, he will deal with the injustices that have been done to you, but he's still saying you've got a personal responsibility to, oh, it's not fair that, no, you get rid of this. You choose not to take it on. And then that, again, forgiving each other, which we know is key. And, again, it's a choice that we have to do. Yeah. 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 Good. I think it's interesting that... Like, it's get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Like, I kind of get a picture of a weed, and you can't just pull off the leaves at the top. Like, you have to get down to the root because you can't just kind of be like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'm okay. It's fine because you're not actually dealing with the root, and it will just grow back. So you have to really kind of dig deep. Are you holding on to something? Do you need to ask for forgiveness because you've made these vows or, or thought about something like another person and actually like we've been talking about sinned on that do you have yeah. to get those things right in your own life 
as well. That's good, Liv. And, and I mean, the next one, Colossians 3, 8 to 10, has got the same. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And for me, that word rid, I mean, it's an action mm. as well. But if you rid, it's a strong verb, isn't it? It's like if you rid yourself of something, oh, throwing away, getting it totally gone. It's not just the same as, oh, put it off or go and put it in the bin, get rid of it, you know, if you wanted yeah. to exterminate, basically, get rid of the piece or whatever. It's just a really strong um, verb. And that do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which has been renewed in the knowledge of the, in the image of its creator. And and so that's one of the ways that we can help deal you know, help us to deal with our anger is that we've got a new nature and it's a choice that we make to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And because let's face it, you're gonna be either walking in one or the other at any point in time, aren't you? So and again it's down to choice. Okay, so the next scripture is two Corinthians Five seventeen. Okay. So therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So you know, to me, the scriptures really talk like we are we are made new. You know, we have that choice. Like we're not like we're not bound to sin. We're not bound to the old ways that we mm. did things. You know, we are a new creation, and we can have victory over that. I think that's just it's really powerful. Um, thought that I don't have to be controlled by my old patterns of behaviour but I do have a choice and I have been given the strength to make that choice mm. and that there as well, the old is gone the new is here, again like you said choice, we've got to choose to act out of that, to act out of the new because we can act out of the old and we can say oh I can't help it, it's just me and I said that in previous years and David's like you can help it and I'm like oh, that's so harsh you know but it's not like you you know if you if you say you can't help it then you're enslaved yeah you're enslaved to sin because yeah. whatever controls you enslaves you yeah. yeah so either Christ and the new nature and the spirit of Christ is controlling you or your sin is in, in which case if you really um, find yourself in a position where you are saying oh no I can't help it then you need to look at that because that's an area that you're in bondage then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like the whole thing, like, you made me angry. Well, no, they didn't. Mm. They have no ability to make you do anything. It's Mm -hmm. your choice. Yeah. 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 Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I love that scripture. Mm, so mm, I love very the word. Good. That's where you get changed. That's where the change comes, changing your thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there as well, that don't conform to the pattern of this world. It's, it's saying to us, don't act or don't respond as the world does. Mm. Um, so you choose, as I said earlier, the flesh or the spirit. Choose to act opposite to what you feel like doing. That's what walking in the spirit is. It doesn't come naturally. It's fruit of the spirit because it doesn't come naturally to us and and it's a choice um okay well i feel like doing this but i'm going to actually choose to do the opposite and that's very powerful and as you do that the lord will help you the holy spirit will help you with that and strengthen you in that yeah yeah the next one is proverbs 15 one a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger how many times like you say you in a argument with someone close to you like how many times do we see that? Like you have that yeah. choice, like choose to just let it go, even if they're being silly. Yep. Um, you know, and it's like I don't know how many times I go, 
no, no, that's not right. I'm not going to be, you know. I should always be the one to back down and say, you know. Um, I read something somewhere the other day. I can't even remember where I read it, but it might have even been, I don't know, I suppose on Facebook or something. But it was quite good. It's a bit of advice that was saying if you're arguing that, get, get a helium balloon. And then um, you take a oh. suck, and you got to argue, argue from that, and that will soon know. <laughs> you know, great. it just really solves it. I can remember once some um, years ago, David and I were having a bit of an argument, and he made a comment to me. It's like, don't state the obvious, and I'm like, okay, so you mean if your hair's on fire, shouldn't I? Tell you? <laughs> <laughs> but that just Go had the um, That was good because oh. it just straight away he just broke and done until yeah. after, and it just diffused the whole thing. And, and that's what you're saying, Lena. There, the harsh word stirs up anger. We add more to it, and it just inflames <laughs> it and stirs it up. But if we respond to the fruit of the spirit, and sometimes that is hard because we have to swallow our pride. You know, it might be like, well, I've got a really good comeback for that one. You know, they they say this thing and all you think in your head is oh, how are you going to answer that back and we could be really cutting and oh yeah I'm going to win with the words but really what really who's been winning. glorified <laughs> there what purpose has been served yeah it's a lose-lose isn't it so so often that will take um you know swallowing your pride maybe but it is just that not responding out of that where it's just going to stir things up yeah and the last one we've got here is 1 Peter 2 21 to 23 to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Hello, you. <laughs> Don't be so worried about defending yourself mm-hmm. that, you know, you stray into anger and all that, like... He entrusted himself to those to him who judges justly, and that um, you know that's there as well. Christ left you an example that you should mm-hmm. follow, and so you know we don't really have an excuse um, because we need the whole goal is to grow more and more like Christ. And as you said, Lena, he did not retaliate when he suffered; he made no threats. And that's the whole thing again, isn't it? No thoughts of revenge or payback. It's yeah. handing it over to yeah. God. And I mean. If Jesus could do that with what was done to him, then what excuse do we have, hey? That's it. Like, out of anyone, yeah, he had the right to be angry. Yeah. And but it, he did yeah. not. And it just makes act. me think, if that's yeah. supposed to be my example, if I'm declaring myself a disciple, my lifelong purpose is to follow and become like him, I just stand stripped bare of any excuse because yeah. he did that. So who am I to even, you know, just, I can... You want to just think about it, I can just see the pride in it, like where I would want to hold on to things compared to that, and, you know, yet I still do it. Yeah, yeah so, um, and then just the last thing that we've already touched on here anyway is walking in the fruit of the Spirit is your way of dealing with anger. It's just choosing to act and react opposite to what you feel like doing Um and, you know, fruit of love, love covers an offense, we spoke about that, and the fruit of self-control. So um, that is often, you know, where that strong emotion, when it first happens, if you react straight out of that, you are probably going to sin, so that self-control to just, like, I'm going to walk away from this at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes it may be that you have to say to the person, look, I have to go and, you know, think about this process, I'm not dealing with it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if they're there. The other day at work, I had to say to my sister, look, I, I can't talk about this right now. Yep. Too angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just pause. I don't want to yep. say something I'm going to regret. 
Yeah. You know, just put, putting yourself on lockdown, um, as we talked about before with David doing, um, just to ensure that we don't fall into sin. sin. Yeah. And, I mean, that's maturity, and there's nothing wrong with saying to the person, like you said, I'm too angry to talk at the moment. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to say things I regret, or I'm not going to do it. And that's maturity, and it doesn't matter. You don't always have to be, oh, I've got to, you know, speak to them now. And then, of course, the fruit of long-suffering and kindness. And particularly if you've seen um, a bigger picture and you're in a situation with someone, it may be that you're having to deal, you know, the long-suffering comes in that part of the thing, um, you know, just requires that overlooking offence, overlooking offence. Um, just while you're dealing, you know, with that. So, um, yeah. So that that wraps that one up, doesn't it, Lena? So yeah. So um, why don't you just give a challenge again okay. to our listeners? Yeah. So the challenge was um, for you just to go and and you know if you if you can't think of things, just ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anything that maybe you need to release or a person that you need to release that. Um, if there's any bitter root in your life that you've actually held on to anger and resentment over a situation and um, you know the first step is that you need to repent because that would be sin for you and then you need to release and forgive the person that's offended you and you know where possible as well restore relationships yeah good all right so we're just going to dive right into forgiveness now um so Coming from Matthew eighteen twenty one to thirty five, um, we've got a story on forgiveness, which actually I'll get you live to. I don't. To, know. Oh, yep. To, yeah, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Share with us. All right. So then Peter came to Jesus and asked, "Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times?" Jesus answered, "I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times. Seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him cancelled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what, he, what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. When the master called the servant in, then the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Greg, thank you. Um, so, first of all, let's talk about Peter's question to Jesus. How many times should we forgive? What, is, what does Jesus mean by that? All right, well, Jesus said, what was it, 70 times 7, hey? Mm. And he's not literally meaning... Um, 500 times 490. <laughs> Excuse me, 490. Round up, round up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, but what Jesus is actually meaning there is that there, there is no limit to the number of times. And remember, we spoke before about how Jesus is saying, "You you were taught this, but I tell you this again. It's His new way. You know, I'm yeah. giving you something new, because um, the rabbis taught that you forgive your brother three times, up to three times. And if, if you read, you know, they got it from you read in Amos. Um, Chapter 1, there's verse 3. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Damascus, even four, I will not turn back my wrath. So he's forgiven up to three. Um, verse 6 as well. Again, this is what the Lord says. For three sins of Gaza, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath. Um, verse 9. Um, for three thin- sins of Tyre, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath. 13, for three sins of Ammon, even for four, I'll not turn back my wrath. And it goes on as well in chapter 2, for three sins of Moab, even for four, mm. I'll not. And um, so they taught, the rabbis taught that you forgive up to three times. And, and their um, thinking was that no man should be more gracious than God. So forgiveness was limited to three times. So, you know, God yeah. forgives three times. So Peter thought he was being pretty generous. He doubled plus one, yes, you know, and said yep. seven times. So, But again, it's Jesus coming in saying, I'm telling you something new. No limit to forgive, how many times you need to forgive. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just the number of times to forgive, but you know, there's no limit to the seriousness of the wrong. It's just forgiveness opens like that. Yep. That's that's no what it is. What. Yep, and that's just amazing. Like this message, like that's huge. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 actually really hard to accept. You know what? Like, really? Yeah. Like, no matter you know, what they've done to me. Really? Like, yeah. how is that possible? But that is what is just so amazing about our God. And remember, that's what we're saying. These are the commands as well. So it's yeah. what we have to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So why why should we forgive? <laughs> why are we commanded to forgive? I guess it's just as simple as we've been forgiven. And we still are getting forgiven every time we sin, don't we? And repent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're being, like, this is Jesus' example. Yeah. So how could we not follow this? How could we not, yeah, continue to forgive just as he forgave? Definitely. And he doesn't make exceptions. Yeah. Yeah. It's always through, you know, there's no, I can't forgive. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And how many times do you hear that though, right? I can't forgive, I can't let this go, it's too hard, I'm trying, I'm working through it, so I'm going to take three or four years to work through forgiveness. I've heard people say that, Yeah. like I'm still working through something that happened four years ago. It's too painful. I'm not saying you won't be still having, you know, emotional things or hurts and stuff, but you cannot be holding on to forgiveness for that, unforgiveness, I mean. Yeah, and it's not based on their actions, like it doesn't matter if they're still doing the hurtful thing. Yeah. It's you have to forgive them. Yeah. Um, there's no exceptions to that. And it's not like you say, yeah, they act, uh, depend on their actions because you've got to forgive them for that initial thing and then if they keep still repeating, you've still got to forgive. Yeah. And it's hard for us, isn't it, to swallow? Yeah, yeah. especially when it's like, well, they don't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we never deserved our forgiveness. And yeah. we were, mm-hmm. We were just giving it. And that just cuts all argument, really, because, like we said, Christ is the example that we have to follow, yeah. and that's what we're saying. Well, we're saying we want to follow you, we want to become like you, but not in those areas. Or, yeah. and, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, people don't do horrendous things to people, but, what well, personally, 
in my life. I, I've never had anything that would come close to being as bad as what they did to Jesus. Mm. And yet he forgave. He forgave. And exactly. there was no, and even on that cross he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, and that just sort of just, well, there's no, I can't yeah. hold anything up no. to him and say, well, you know. <laughs> no excuse. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I, gave a sermon about this um, in um, July and um, I I made a statement that unforgiveness hurts us and it hurts the church Um, and that's really important for us to remember that our unforgiveness doesn't just affect us, it affects other people around us, it affects our relationship with God, it affects our answers to prayer, it affects affects those that we have a relationship with. And if you look at John thirteen, thirty four to thirty five, um, Jesus says like, I give you a new command, you know, love one another as I've loved you and by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And if we're not operating in that forgiveness, we're not operating in love and what are we we're not proving ourselves to be his disciples. Mm. And what you said there, Lena, um, it doesn't only affect us, you know, bitterness. If we hold on to unforgiveness, it will grow into bitterness. You will get a bitter root. I don't yep. care what you say. You cannot just hold on to it and hold on to it and not going to have a bitter root. Um, and it affects all our relationships. And you know what as well? People with a bitter root aren't nice to be around. No. I'm sure we've all met mm. people who are like that. It just oozes out of them, their bitterness and negativity. And it's not enjoyable to be around. So you're going to actually find yourself getting isolated. Um, and it hinders our fellowship with God as well. And, you know, Jesus clearly warns us in several places, if we don't forgive, then we won't be forgiven. And, you know, I often think um, we don't take that seriously enough. Mm. Um, you know, it's just something to, yeah, you hear it, but sort of push it away. Well, I'm talking for myself. But, um, you know, and I, um, a couple of years ago, I preached a sermon on love and um there was this, um, at the end of the service, there was a woman that actually said to me, she said, oh, you know, nah, you're telling me. Uh, there, there was a, a woman who had come to the service who had um, fallen into sin and stuff. Um, and, you know, she'd periodically come and, and she was there that day. And then another woman who, who at the time was a, a you know a regular attendee. Um, and, and that person came up to me, I think she was even a member, and said to me, oh, do, now, does that, now does that mean I have to go and talk to her? Like, what are people going to think? You know, what are the people that know me going to think I'm associating with her? And I was just blown away by that. I just couldn't believe she was actually saying that to me because, like, yes, you know. Um, and, you know, in Matthew as well, and this is a scripture that, um, yeah, it terrifies me, quite frankly. Matthew seven twenty one to 23. Um, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Mm. Um, And I'm not just saying that's talking about unforgiveness, but, you know, that's clearly talking to Christians or to people who believe themselves to be Christians and who who believe themselves, you know, they're active um, in the work of the Lord and saying, you know, clearly they believe that in relationship with with him and that they're his servants and they're doing his, his work and you know the key thing there he says I never knew you and you know I think if we're in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ 
we're not going to be able to easily hold on to things like forgiveness because we are going to be receiving conviction. And so, um, you know, for me, that is, is a good check that because, again, you know, he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And so if we're not obeying them, then, you know, we have to look at all of that. And, and that scripture maybe comes into play. And, yeah, um, and, you know, if we hold on to un- unforgiveness, um, you know, I've said before as well, it's going to hurt the church, as Lena said, because, you're going to have division in your church. It's going to open a door for an enemy to come in, um, and at the very least, you're going to you're going to be dealing with people that are a problem for others because if they're holding on to sin, it's going to be a problem for everybody around you. It's going to eventually be manifesting and stuff, and yeah, it's not healthy. Yeah, well, so we can often think like our sin is just our own personal issue, but when you're in the body, like it affects yeah, the whole body, everyone, yep. and it's. Yeah, it weakens all of us. Mm, mm. And so I have seen a lot of, like, resentment and, like, just people walk away yep. from God, like, all together yep. because of something that's happened within a church body. Yeah. And often it is relating to unforgiveness yeah. or that bitterness kind of yeah. held in your heart. And that that makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. that it could cause them to step away from everything altogether. At the same time, there's definitely things that they may be having to work through yeah, as well. Yeah. But And I guess yeah. the sad thing and the, and the scary thing is that, you know, I mean, it's sad enough like, if you have that division and one person or one party walks away. But even more scary is you can have people actually still coming regularly to mm. church and ignoring each other there and whatever, and it's like, it's just... yeah asking for it's just like giving satan a wide open door isn't it for division and all manner of evil to come in so it's yeah it's a serious thing um i think people that you know are holding on to it when when they receive conviction they repent i just think their lives just turn upside down it's just such a huge release that comes you know such a huge breakthrough if you can really let go of that Right, so that's all from us right now. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can jump onto our website, www.life-house.net or you can find us on Facebook. Well, we'll see you next week. <laughs>